0: You're now listening to Sacramento's number 1 soccer specific podcast.
1: What's going on, Republic Faithful? And thank you for joining us on episode 10 of the self-proclaimed number 1 soccer specific podcast in Sacramento, endorsed by the Cooligans. I'm John and joined by my usual co-hosts Luis and Danny. How you boys doing and what's uh, what's it been like for you uh, with no soccer? You
2: know, d- doing good. I mean, it's sad, you know, sad to not be able to see any soccer too, especially, you know, um, after Liga MX also said that they were canceling. You know, I'm sure I can speak for Danny too on that part that we we're really excited, you know, to at least you know see our, our Liga MX still running, but, you know, it's, it's for everyone's
0: uh, safety, so you know, it's, it's for the best. I'm doing great, man. Just uh, a little tired from my trip from the East Coast. Uh, this whole no sports thing, no sports in general, it's just it's hard on everybody and it is for everybody's safety, but it's very, very weird. It doesn't feel right. know? it doesn't feel like it's, it's March.
1: <laughs> well, before we talk about the fun stuff, uh, guys, check out new glory brewing company for their quarantine special. 19% off of cases of your favorite beer comes out to about less than $3 a can. Um, tell them that the Sactown FC sent you, uh, in the notes, and then they may say, cool. Who are they? You never know. But yeah, uh, check them out online and then they'll deliver to your car when you pull up to uh, either Midtown or their Granite Bay location.
0: That's a great quarantine special. 19%?
1: 19% man. Two, two. I think my cousin worked it out. My cousin Chase worked it out to like $2.50 a beer with a 16 ounce. No man, that's that's a solid, solid deal. Um, So guys, we have no soccer. It's, it's pretty drab around here. Um, but I wanted to give everybody an update on where we stand globally for the game. So uh, bear with us. There's a little bit here that we want to we wanna get to you guys. So uh, to begin, 30 days or more, depending on the advice of medical officials, um, is going to be the holdup or suspension for U.S.-based soccer. One of the things that we're going to be looking into as we go is USL's um, Open Cup participation there's been rumors that they are going to um, not do the open cup this year in order for them to concentrate on making sure they can get their matches in the schedule. And one of the things I want everybody to remember is it's going to be very difficult for clubs to have players jump right in. Um, Scientific research shows that athletes need one day of training for every day they are isolated in order to become match fit. So the longer they're away from teams without optimal fitness, it's going to be a lot harder for them to go um back to game speed so we could be out a while could be out may uh maybe even june
2: yeah it's you know it's it's there's a lot of uncertainty you know like we don't know when things are going to be resumed but you know hopefully you know we're we're still able to see the season and if we're not then hopefully we start winning you know the next uh season opener so there's there's some positive out of that (laughs) right
1: Right. And, and think about that april 3rd for the english premier league at at the earliest um, or may depend on the advice of doctors. They're meeting on Thursday to decide the next course of action. And then if they do cancel the year, um, they're going to determine how the table should be uh, worked because there are teams with games in hand. Do the teams that have a game in hand, do they get three points? What does that look like for European competitions? And so that's going to be difficult as well. So they will be, uh, they'll be looking that up at that on Thursday of this week, which is March,
0: uh 16th so is there a possibility that they completely cancel seasons like those seasons that are already going on like liga mackies and epl
1: well so you have to remember most of these players are going to be free agents they're not contractually um obligated to play you know towards the middle of june so that really messes up because the transfer window opens so if they aren't able, no players playing for free, and their contracts are out, they don't want to be there. Um, you've got you've got a mess. You've got a mess.
2: You almost feel like they're probably going to change the transfer windows. Would be my guess, right? Where we're seeing like transfer windows that are in abnormal times would be mine. My...
1: Well, and that's the thing. UEFA and FIFA have to figure that out. That's that's going to be at their discretion. Because UEFA's got so many other issues that they're dealing with on their own for your Euro- for Europa League and Champions League, you still have you still have finals you're not going to get to, and they don't have a timetable, so we won't know anything. They have a meeting tomorrow on Saint pa- or they have a meeting on Saint Patrick's Day on 17th, where they'll look at and determine steps for the rest of the campaign, which may include pushing the Euros back to 2021.
2: Wow, that's that's crazy too. I mean, you you start to think, you know what. Uh doing that or a, a move like that could cause, you know, like it, it could shift a bunch of things, especially for, for next year.
1: There's a lot of money that's going to be left on the table if they don't finish the Champions League or Europa. And that has indication on who's playing in, in Champions League next year because the winner from Europa goes into um, goes into Champions League. So it, it messes up everybody's table. There's too many what-ifs. I don't know what they're going to do.
0: So I saw this message and again I go back to Liga Mekis because it's one of the ones that, that I follow the most. Um and they were they were saying and I'm sure it was a joke or something like that but they were saying if the if the league cancels for the rest of the season does the first place team get the championship? Do you guys think it's going to be something like that they do? Like do you guys see that happening if they were to cancel seasons?
1: I mean at this rate I would say no your league you you have not finished your season. And what I mean by that is at least seventy five percent of the of the season needing to be completed in order to say, hey, this was this was done. Now you could debate that with EPL because Liverpool's so far ahead in the table, but then you look at other clubs who are ahead but by point base, but then you have goal differential for those teams with games in hand. So there's it's very, it, it's a difficult decision and it's a lot of extra thought that has to go into these ideas.
2: Yeah. And, and you also look at relegation too. I mean, like if we look at the EPL right now, I mean, you got, you've got a couple of teams down there. If you look from like 15th to um, 18th, like they're literally just separated by two points. So, I mean, what happens there, right? Like, <laughs> I guess you can't just end it there and then just be like, well, those teams get relegated and you know, they basically I, were near each other, so Well,
1: yeah. because Aston Villa has a game in hand. They're at twenty five points. If that game in hand turns into three points, then they would be at twenty eight total, which means that West Ham, Watford, um are all in the possibility of, of being relegated with the goal differential between the two, West Ham would be dropped because they have um they're at well no so what watford would be dropping at 15 or at 17. so watford would go down but you know do they deserve it probably it's watford um (laughs) you know and and so how do you work that and then for the championship how do you determine who's going up because they normally do a playoff so there, I would. Fig- I would.
0: I would. I would figure maybe if they stop the season, like once they determine it to be safe to play again, maybe they do the top eight and start playoffs. I I know it doesn't sound very fair, but maybe they still go. They just start the playoffs, and until the championship game, and then cancel it okay. after that.
1: Well, I, I mean that's that's to be determined. Again, we'll find out more this week um, with UEFA meeting. On Tuesday, the 17th, and then on the 19th, Thursday, the EPL will meet. But we still have three leagues that are playing with Australia, Turkey, and Russia. Um, those three leagues are still in effect. So there, there's still soccer out there, guys. We don't have to sit at home and use the Swiffer with the Roomba to do uh, curling. Uh, we don't have to get excited about bowling or darts. We still have soccer that we can get excited about.
2: Yeah. So. I know Danny mentioned it earlier, too, but, you know, the, the question, you know, is still up in the air, you know, on, you know, what happens if the leagues are over? Like, you know, if we look at the EPL, like Liverpool hasn't won in 30 years. And, you know, the, the buyers may continue to keep them from winning if the league is canceled. So, you know, that that would that would really hurt, I'm sure, you know, the fan base because the team is so close to that championship. I mean, they're practically, we could almost say they're champions because they're so far ahead. That yeah. You know, it, it makes you wonder, you know, what's, what is going to happen? Are they going to get the title? Which, I mean, I feel they should.
1: Got to finish the season. As a Manchester United fan, you got to finish the season. <laughs> but, you know, they are so far ahead in the table. They they do deserve it. But did they, did they do what they were supposed to do? It's like, you go back a few years, right? When we talked about it with Billion, the Steven Gerrard slip, right? This is, the virus is their slip. So does that, does that, does it take away from their championship that the league was canceled? Who knows?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've been hearing rumors that you know seasons could be voided, but you know, like you were saying earlier, like, like what's going to happen with those Champions League and Europa League places? Like, it, it's kind of hard to just award them to you know just the top teams currently because you know some teams are you know just literally just points away from each other that. You know, one could be in the Champions League or one could be in Europa League or, you know, and none of those two. So it's it's just kind of complicated. And I think that to see a whole league voided and then just teams, you know, just awarded based on current standings, I, I just don't see that happening. I think it it would make a big mess and there would just be a lot of problems, a lot of issues with multiple teams, you know, like complaining about it too, you know, and rightfully too, of course.
1: Well... Liverpool only needs, I think it was, two games. They have to win two games in order to close the league. Do you start back up in May, allow those two games to be played, and then finish the season once they have finished the two games and say the season's over? That might be another way to do it. So you look at it, right? Every team has two games left once they restart. It allows for, as we were talking about a little while ago, contracts will expire. So the league will be done. Um and then you would have a final determination. It's not a whole lot of games for teams to make up ground, but it is an opportunity to finish the season.
2: Yeah, so, you know what, we'll see how that, that ends up too, and who knows, who knows what will happen too. Imagine if uh, they end up doing like an eSports <laughs> of it too, and we start <laughs> seeing um, people just play FIFA and determine it that way, right? I mean, it's one way to look at it, right? <laughs> We well, can just
0: you, start. We can just start watching online games for entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: There's still there's still, there's still eight match days left, and so eight match days. That's a lot of ground teams can make up. But if you condense that to two match days, oh man, there's going to be some angry folks because looking at the table, Manchester United is three points away from Chelsea. Wolves is, um, you know, if you're looking at Champions League places. Wolves is in Europa right now, but they also have their five points behind Manchester United for that Champions League place because Man City and their financial fair play. Um, and even Sheffield United has a chance to to slide into Europa and into Champions League if there's eight games left to play. There's just It's crazy.
2: Yeah, I mean, Sheffield United has a, a game in hand too, so they could just win that game and actually be in like in champions league right now
1: (laughs) yeah so i mean it's it's crazy to think that but it's also kind of cool that they're the table within places uh what was it essentially places four to eight there's even nine arsenal they'll screw it up but there's a lot of potential there
2: yeah and i think it's an exciting season too so you know hopefully hopefully they're able to actually finish it rightfully
0: well hopefully this just kind of just blows over. I'm I'm still holding on to hope that it's just gonna it's just gonna go away like it usually does and things are gonna go back to normal. I hope they don't end up fully canceling seasons because that would be a shame. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
2: I mean that that could be another thing too. It's just you know avoiding the whole season like you were saying earlier, and then no relegation, no promotion. I mean a lot of people are gonna be mad, but
0: you know that's like that better gut. Yeah, be right. Really- the
1: health of of players is better
0: (laughs) so the big question guys uh i I know john you know already explained that we have the australian league the turkey league still playing russia we don't know how long that's going to last but how would you guys fill your soccer needs this week and the weekend and the upcoming weeks for as long as we don't have soccer i personally other than probably bench watching the office, <laughs> I'm probably going to get caught up on my Sacramento Republic uh, knowledge. Um, I feel kind of left out when you guys talk about the glory days and 2014 when the championship was, was won. I want to, I want to relive that. So I might watch a, a few of those games and, and relive those awesome games that you guys talk about. So I don't feel so left out when we talk about it in the upcoming podcast. <laughs> How about you, John?
1: So for me, man, I have been going back into the vault. I pulled the VHS out. I had the 1999 classic Champions League final of Manchester United with that thrilling comeback against Bayern Munich to steal the to finish the treble. And then I watched uh, the 98 World Cup final where uh, Zidane basically did it himself and beat the. Ronaldo uh, Brazil team in '98, and of course, lots of uh, FIFA 2020. Uh, you gotta have a, you gotta fill a void somehow, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. That's what cool. about you, Luis?
1: Um, I am actually gonna probably
2: get back to playing uh, FIFA online. Um, I used to actually play it a lot in the past couple of years, and I just kind of got kind of busy after a while. And then, of course, I wanted to watch, you know, the actual live games. So now that this is going on, I think it's it's a good time to you know, get back to those online FIFA games and, you know, get some uh Brazil online games and a, a lot of Cruzul America games on there. So.
1: Can we can we please talk about how far TV has come from the time of the late 90s to today? <laughs> I was sitting there watching the game and Jackson, my, my oldest, comes over and goes, Dad, why are you watching an old game? I'm like, how do you know it's old? He's like, because it's blurry. <laughs> I was like, what's... So my son's calling out our, our our original way of watching TV. I guess it beats the black and white that my parents used to watch. But man, I I, I feel it after watching that and then turning on the uh, America Cruz Azul game. It was uh, quite different.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't really notice until you you go back and watch something like that, or or you bust out your old VHA, VHS tapes and. And rewatch them you know like yep. i have movies both on vhs and on dvd and on streaming and i whenever i feel like watching a certain movie for example space jam is one of those movies that i have on all three oh, things it's the classic you know, man oh, oh it's my favorite movie of all time and it's on Netflix. Whenever, yeah definitely it and whenever i feel like watching it and i just see it pop up i have to watch it and you notice like the different type like the remastered version and the vhs version it's so different but Growing up in the '90s, you don't you can't really tell the difference because you just kind of went went through it, you know. But
1: yeah.
0: you know, going back and watching that stuff, man, it's it's pretty trippy. <laughs>
1: on a on a non soccer uh, statement here, the Jordan, the Michael Jordan documentary, that ten part documentary, apparently ESPN is going to um, maybe release it earlier than the original date of June. So that would be kind of cool if, the, if that comes out soon. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to see that.
2: Yeah, yeah one more thing to add to the list. Um.
1: <laughs> well, beats having to watch Frozen 2 five times. <laughs> God, man. Mm-hmm. Every night, Harper is like, oh, I want to watch Frozen, Dad. I'm like, no, can't do it. Can't do it.
0: <laughs> I'd so rather watching. watch the guy I with the Swift and the Ruba. I've been watching uh, Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super for been been watching it for weeks now, and I don't know. I'm still on that.
1: You and Billy it's getting kind of excited. You guys will have to have to twitch that. <laughs> <For
0: sure>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys were talking about. You guys were talking about um, the FIFA games, uh, and I'm mm-hmm. I, I used to be a gamer, and I just I I I, I kind of stopped, you know, gaming the last FIFA game I've had was FIFA 2008. <laughs> so I'm probably, oh, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna have to buy the new one to, to get online or to do something because I, I haven't kept up with video games for sure. Um,
2: oh, there was a big yeah. upgrade from, yeah. from like 2008 to now. <laughs> like the, the, the player movements are more realistic and it's, you know, each year as the FIFA has come out, like it, like, the controls become much more difficult, you know? Like, if we look back at... Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, like, FIFA 2007, 2006. I think it was, like, 2007.
1: That I still remember was, FIFA 98. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, oh, and yeah definitely. One, and
2: that one uh, in the 2007, like, it was so easy to score a goal. And you could, like, just edit your player out all you want. Like, they could score a goal from, like, the other end of the field. And... <laughs> It was just so crazy too, like how how and how like cartoony the players looked like from like one year yeah. to another.
0: It was so, so. fun though; those <laughs> games were so fun. Yeah, I've never my been in I, NHL. NHL is a good one too. That's always fun too to play, for sure.
1: Well, guys, this weekend we had the essentially the last big football event uh, this weekend live on TUND. I don't even know if there's a pronunciation a t- for that. TUDN. Sorry. I always hear it in Spanish.
0: So it's TUDN.
1: Yep, you got me there. <laughs> uh, we had Cruz Azul versus America. So uh, Cruz Azul is one, had come into the match winning its last five.
2: Oh, two yeah. points
1: yeah. away from from the leaders, Leon, And America was four points from the top, two points from Cruz Azul, and had taken 10 points. From their last five matches, so um, this was actually a really good game to watch. Even with the uh, breaks and pause of people losing their um, connection on YouTube, I still found my myself getting my full Cruz Azul America um, in. So uh, let's let's get into it a little bit, boys.
0: I was very excited because uh, it felt like like the Super Bowl, <laughs> and, and no Cruz Azul is my team, so I was so excited that. Everybody got together, and that was the game that was the game to watch, you know and John, you got to give Cruz Azul some credit because they were the leaders coming up. The only reason Leon got <laughs> on top was because they played before us, okay, so give us some credit they've been the leaders for a couple of weeks now
1: <laughs> hey man they they had you had a game in hand i I gave you points you were you were two points from leaders from the leaders leon. they were the leaders at the time of the match. <laughs> They were the leaders for 24 hours. <laughs> hey, with Cruz Azul having a game in hand, okay, that game in hand is really important right now. Remember this. <laughs> Just saying. So your man, take, don't boys? What did you guys think?
2: It was good. I mean, you know, me and Denny were talking about it um, as the game was going on, but like we could have won, you know, four, five nil. I mean, Ochoa was like having having like a good match, you know, and he had a flashback of being
1: young back
2: when Definitely. he. Had
1: what year? I think it was the O two 2 world cup where he was just the,
2: the 2014 save one, save. the one in Brazil against Brazil.
1: No, just yep. in general, he had a full, full year of our full world cup where he was just left and right. Saves. It was the 2014 and one. Yeah. Really was. Wow. He was, he was the that Brazil old when that one, one happened. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was still young. I didn't realize that that was when he was more of a veteran. <laughs> so, yeah. So
2: we were, you know, like, uh, first half ended and we were uh, you know 0-0 but we should have been winning at the halftime like we should have really been winning and you know me and Danny commented you know um during the halftime and we were like you know we better like score because you know this could be one of those games where like you know we're better we have all these chances and then they come in and they score out of one chance in the whole second half and then we lose it so oh. you know really glad to see the the team win you know it was just a 1-0 I mean, it's still a win. Win's a win, especially you know when you're playing these kinds of games. So that was that was really great. And then you know, towards then, VAR almost screwed us up with a penalty that never existed. But
1: fortunately, you know, well, it our saved goalkeeper you too. was there. It saved you. VAR almost yeah, it screwed you over with the penalty, but it saved you from that red card.
2: Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, I do have to give him credit on on that on that one there in particular too, but. You know, our goalkeeper was was really on top of his game, too. I mean... Corona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a time, huh? So, yeah, yeah la- last minute, you know, he saved that penalty kick, and it was a good penalty kick that he saved, you know? And he's given us some of those saves every now and then, too. So, you know, seeing him get that save was was good, you know? And I think it's only going to keep giving him confidence with the next upcoming games. And... And you know, I know I I know Danny mentioned it probably in a pod, um, I think it was probably like last month when we were talking about Corona, but he's had a big shift, you know? Like at the beginning of the season, like we were looking at a completely different corona who, you know, we were like, Yeah, this guy's closer to retirement than anything else, but now like yeah. he's I don't know, he's rejuvenated, honestly, and and it's great. You know, it's showing we're first place, so really great to see him there. Yeah.
1: Cruz Azul had so many chances though in that game. I mean, you go the first minute, puts it wide, um and they pressed so well. They they made America make a lot of mistakes, but Ochoa rose to the challenge every time I think and he he definitely showed his his ability to play until he gave up that goal. I think he was pretty stout. Even after he gave given up that goal, he still he still kept the kept America in the match.
0: Yeah, definitely and and you know what? They were playing, and, and it's. I feel so excited being a Cruz Azul fan my entire life. And I know that, you know, uh, everybody talks about how they are cursed and all this crap, but I, it's so excited to see them play the way they're playing right now. They're playing so well. They were playing quick. The passes were beautiful. Um, the, they got lucky they had Ochoa or else they would have been – they definitely would have – they would have scored at least three in the first, in the first uh, half. Uh, but you know what, that that second half goal, uh, I think it was Escobar that, that, that sent that pass to Cabecita mm-hmm. Rodriguez, who's mm-hmm. on fire. He has been on fire. He's been scoring every single game for the the past, I don't even know how many weeks. He is amazing. He's the, the, leading, the, the leading scorer in the entire league. You give it to him right in front of Ochoa, he's not missing that goal. So it's just exciting. It was a great game to listen to and to watch whenever I could, because I was, I was out in the, I was up in the air. uh, So it was kind of difficult to try to watch that game, but hearing it and listen and and seeing it whenever I I was able to, I was happy that I was able to see the goal at least. And I was listening to the penalty kick. Um, I was very upset that they were giving that penalty kick uh, because I don't know, man, being a Cruz Azul fan and being rivals with America, it, it was just so weird to me that, all of a sudden, the very last minute, they get a penalty kick. But, you know, thankfully, Corona stepped up and, and did his thing. And I feel so bad because I remember our first interview <laughs> when I was, like, bad-mouthing him. And I was like, he's he's yeah. my he's my favorite player, uh, but he's not doing so hot. I think it's time for him to leave. And then he steps up. Maybe he heard the podcast and got some of that podcast magic. I don't know. <laughs> there
1: it is. Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we – in basketball, you always say, ball doesn't lie, right, Rasheed Wallace. And so when they stepped up, meaning that if he misses, it's, it was because it wasn't a foul. So the guy steps up, misses the penalty, and so ball doesn't lie. It really wasn't supposed to be a penalty, right? So um, even, even though it wasn't supposed to be a penalty, your, your guy uh, beat Father Time and got you guys to the top of the table. And you know what What really
0: upset me is that right after the goal, uh, they took out um, Santiago Jimenez, which is a, a forward, and they put in, I, I can't even pronounce his name. Luz, 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 yeah, they put him in as, <laughs> as a defender, and he's the one that kept making those mistakes. He he immediately made mistakes, he was the one, even, I mean, he did kind of push off of him, and the dude threw himself, and they called it a, a, a PK, but he was the one that made the mistakes and I just don't think that was the right move. They shouldn't have pushed back. They shouldn't have added a defender uh, just to try to keep that lead. You know, the, I think the way they were playing, it was a great, it was a great setup the way they, the way they had it. And they shouldn't have done that. And that, that potentially could have cost us the game.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's no, you know, even though, you know, we can agree, you know, that wasn't a penalty. Like you just don't do those things, especially when you know that you're playing against America and, We've seen, you know, constantly their players, you know, like they, they're they going to try and get a penalty out of anything. So, I mean, it, he took a big risk there. And, you know, when the, I saw that, I was like, yeah, don't the do ball
0: wasn't The ball wasn't anywhere near him either. It, he pushed the dude or leaned on him for no reason at all. It was unacceptable.
1: Damn. Well, Lara still missed. So, Jesus Corona, Hans Cruz Azul, um, an untraditional win is what we can call it against America. Yeah,
2: it was good. And, you know, let's, let's keep that going too. And hopefully, you know, we, we, we keep this going through the playoffs too. And Hey, if the league gets canceled, then we're actually
0: champions. So <laughs> it just, it feels hoping. so good. I don't, I, I don't even remember
1: how it feels to lose. That's
0: how good it feels. Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel the same too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Wow, non-winners is no longer your guys' term in cruises, huh?
0: man, I don't. When was the last time they lost, Luis?
2: Uh, it's been. I feel like it was like at the beginning of the season too. Who was it again? Something like that. The, I mean, and
0: the, it was, we haven't even had. I think Toluca was the last draw. Like that. Like I can't even remember the last time they drew. Like and know that was Toluca, and they should have won that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, they should have won that one. Uh, our last uh, loss was against San Luis back in uh, January 17th.
0: There you go. There we, go we we two remember. months. Two months of it's tomorrow. Been, it's <laughs> been months. It's been months. That's how good they are. Yeah. It's, yeah well, it's, it's a good time right now.
1: It's a good time to be you guys.
2: Yeah. I mean, in general, I guess, you know, like we haven't even Sacramento Republic, too. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen us lose too. You know, I think what last loss was against, um, uh, Seattle, that friendly we had.
1: Yep. So, you know,
2: overall, you know, we've been, me and Danny have been pretty happy with both of our teams.
1: <laughs> well, you've, you, you lost two in a row to start the year. So you guys are at the bottom of the table and you started from the bottom. Now you're here. Number one.
2: Yeah, that's true. So we, we actually got a question on, um, our Facebook group guys, uh, Daniel asked uh, what would Sac Republic have looked like if we joined Liga MX instead of MLS? What do you guys think?
1: Man, I I don't even know. Where do you where do you start with that? What's what's the premise? What what makes you know what makes it look like we would have joined Liga MX? Now given there's been there's been talk of the super merger between MLS and Liga, but I, I I don't know how to answer this question.
2: If I, I, I probably, think it'd be the
1: same. Yeah. I would it, would probably, de- it would definitely be the same. They
0: would need, uh, they would need to have, they would need to, to get more drums. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, they would need to have some, some, some more uh, uh, trumpets. That's for sure. Cause you know, you oh, that's a, that's big trumpets. in the, Me- in the Mexican, oh, yeah, in the Mexican funny. support groups. Yeah. But you know, far from that, they, they, It would be so unfair if USL or MLS joined the Liga MX as it stands right now. Uh, A bunch of Mexican players are coming over to the MLS, which is making the MLS teams more competitive when they play the Mexican teams. So it's getting a little better, but it's it's really unrealistic to think if Sac Republic joined Liga MX right now, it would be so unfair. Uh, They would just get destroyed. I love Sack, but they would need to get way more talent and uh, bigger talent to be competitive against these teams. Maybe if we yeah. talk about them playing Monterrey as they're playing right now, maybe Atlas they would, they would they would they would they would they would probably play them well. Puebla, you're talking Pachuca, things like that. But if you're talking about the top teams, Cruz Azul, America, even Chivas right now, you know that we can't realistically think you know that they would stand a chance it's just the it's just the truth of the fact that you know you can't compare those type of players but i think if the the big merger happens it would be super fun if you know a bunch of those players start coming up start joining sac republic start joining the la galaxy uh start joining all these teams so and have a huge huge league it would be incredible uh to where they can be competitive
1: Let's preference yeah. this and make sure people understand So what we're talking about though is, is that there's been rumblings from news media and people like that about um, a merger that would put essentially more teams together in a super league like they've talked about in Europe for the longest of times. Um, so that's something that w- that's what we're discussing is that there, there's a conversation, I don't even know if it to be true, but if they were to ever have a super league taking the top, let's say, 20 te- 10 teams from each league, um, you know, you'd know you be without pretty much a lot of MLS other than the ones I can name off the top of my head, which would be LAFC, who's really good, Seattle, Portland, Atlanta, maybe the Galaxy because of Chicharito, but other than that, they're not very good. Uh, where else do I go with this? But maybe Red Bulls, Montreal, Help me out here, guys. Toronto.
0: Um, probably the Miami team looked pretty good too. The new Miami with, team with Pavon.
1: Yep. Yeah, that that would be be a go. Maybe even Dallas. You could throw Dallas in the mix.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: there's, you, salt you sometimes. Sometimes, right? Colorado Rapids obviously wouldn't go. New England, they they play soccer there. I don't know they really have fans. I, I um, didn't even under, I
0: don't. I didn't know they had a team. How yeah. about the earthquakes? <laughs> earthquakes, <laughs> no. earthquakes. I could see the earthquakes going simply because they
1: have Almeida as their coach. Oh, yeah, yeah that get, would be you good. Get, you get in based off coach. Dynamo, Absolutely, maybe? Houston. They maybe wear the dynamo at one time.
0: You so. know, other than that, I mean, they did. Uh, the teams would just have to stack up if they, or else it would just not even be fun watching the games. We would just see the Mexican league destroying the American leagues and then having a mexican league uh playoff and final you know like it just wouldn't be fun to watch unless yeah. they get stacked up with players you know
2: but then again you would probably have like uh like your transfer market you know like your own uh almost like your little draft you know like they do in mexico yeah um so you yeah. you would probably have that too so i feel like a lot of players would probably like intermix you know with uh Different teams absolutely and, and the that cool thing the cool
0: thing is if they do a merger, I think the, the, the draft would be with both leagues or at the time it will be one big league. So a lot of the those players that would just go to the Mexican teams would end up in American teams to get them kind of more evened up, which would be great to watch. Yeah, that would that would be
2: interesting too. So I, well, I think a big part of this rumor actually I think it comes out of the fact that they're saying that for uh, Liga and Mackeys, it's supposed to move up to 20 teams. This is what they're saying. And they would be eliminating uh, relegation, which completely opposed to that. I think, you know, like you always need relegation. And, you know, we've asked for relegation here in MLS for the longest time. But, you know, removing that from Liga and Mackeys is just going to just remove the, you know, essence of, you know, the league and, you know, um, going through all that as well. So. I think that's that's a part of it, and they are saying that they would probably wanna aim for um twenty twenty six as like the starting date for the this big you know what they're we're what they're naming you know something like a north American super league um but that would be you know because of the World Cup and you know how it's it's gonna be hosted by the three countries too, so it would kind of you know coincide with that too, so it's definitely something that you know might might sound kind of crazy you know to think but hey it it seems like the pieces are kind of moving towards that maybe being a possibility too
1: yeah i mean that's always there's always that but then there's who knows there's so many what ifs as it relates to what these stoppages of of these suspensions of leagues will do can some of these leagues that we have can they um, can they take the financial burden that's about to hit them are we gonna see folding of of the leagues like I don't know, man, and so what does that do? What does that do to this idea of a super league
2: yeah, that might that might really change that too. Um, I mean, I think another thing is also like even if it were to happen, you kind of have to think logistically like how are you gonna play games, you know um you're gonna have teams you know going from one end of the country to the other end of the other country, and it's just going to be a lot of traveling back and forth. Uh, I don't know. You would probably have to, you know, stick with the current MLS schedules, you know, where, you know, and you that's split the all the
1: com- And that's the biggest complaint from all the guys coming from Europe is the distance in which they're having to travel. It's not, you know, short distances like it would be for the East Coast. No, you're going West to East to North to South. We're all over
2: the place. Yeah. May potentially be going further too. I mean, imagine like if New York were to play like I don't know, I know Chiapas isn't in Liga Mix anymore, but a team that's, you know, like literally down there in the southern border of Mexico too, like that would be a crazy travel.
0: I was I was in New York uh this past week and unfortunately I didn't make the trip to the to the NYFC Digas game, even though I wanted to. I thought it was gonna oh. be played the I, I thought it was gonna be played in the Bronx and I don't go to the Bronx after dark. So I didn't end up going and then I realized that they play in New Jersey now, which I was upset that I didn't go. But watching it on TV, there were so many there it was full of Tigres fans. You know, I took a walk down to Times Square after the game to get some food and I saw a ton of Tigres fans. Like fans I know what you're saying with when it comes to teams traveling and everything like that. But the fans are there. And I think it would be so good to even revive the MLS. I know it's growing and it's getting better. But it would be so good to do that that big merger because of the fans. The fans would would follow. The fans travel. Mexican fans are very committed to their team. It was packed with DIGITAS the fans. They were playing their drums and doing their thing in Times Square. It was awesome to see. And I think I think that would be a great move for the MLS.
2: Yeah, I know we would be going all the Azul games here, (laughs) traveling around. That'd be
0: the dream. But then we would we would hit that same problem from the question uh, on a couple podcasts ago. You know, like uh, once we join the MLS as Sacramento Republic fans, if they do a huge league, and technically Cruz Azul is part of that league, then what happens? Oh, (laughs) we, we, we we bump into that same problem. Like, are we fans of both teams? I feel like under that circumstance we would have to. There would be no, absolutely yeah. no way I could, I could let down any of those, te- either of those yeah. teams.
2: Yeah, you can, We can't be put into that situation. Like, come on, like, yeah. <laughs> could see.
0: Like, right, know. do the merger, but do not put them in our, in our, uh, in our division. I don't know. That'd be so amazing if they were in our division. I would just love to see them play constantly live. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah. That that would be the the good thing about that. But
0: yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that too. And. Definitely have to keep an eye on that for sure. So, yeah, guys, uh listeners, um, pay attention to Twitter this week. Uh our co-host John will be joining our friends at the Fair Weather Podcast. Uh, they're from the San Diego Loyal um to discuss all things soccer related, maybe throw in a couple KFC chicken and donuts (laughs) news. Uh who knows what they were talking about. John, what do you what do you think you guys are gonna discuss on that uh, on that little podcast?
1: I have no idea. I spoke with uh, Chris from uh, Seek and Strike Collective uh, out in New Mexico, and he said it's uh, it's going to be just a conversation. So, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about was that new KFC uh, donut. Um, I couldn't even tell you what it is. Donut and chicken mix it's supposed to be like chicken and waffles, I oh, guess. It's, oh, it's, oh, yeah. glazed, it's, gla- it's
0: it's a glaze. It's a It's it's a piece of chicken, fried chicken in between two glazed donuts, like kind of like like uh Krispy Kreme style donuts. Oh. I kept I kept seeing the commercial and at first I'm like, ooh, that's disgusting. And then as I the commercial kept coming out, I'm like, okay, that that sounds pretty interesting. I actually kinda of wanna try that. Have you guys tried that by any chance?
2: I haven't. I was close to getting it at the drive-thru but no I, I changed
1: it. No, I mean, I've heard
0: good things. I don't know, John. If you're going to talk about it, you're you're not the you're going to have to. You're gonna have to try I know it I'm going to have to go. I'm going to. <laughs> I,
1: I I'll have to talk to uh, Marissa and and Chris to see if that's what we're talking about, and <laughs> maybe it's tomorrow while the while I have all three kids at home since uh, schools are out until the 13th of April. Um, pile everybody into the car and and head over to Kentucky Fried Chicken, home of the chicken and donuts special or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, definitely.
0: I just feel like, you know, it's it's just a good time to have, uh, like you said, it's just going to be a conversation between uh, fans, you know, and, and it's always good to stay positive, uh, especially during these times, not to panic, stay positive. Things will get back to normal. We'll get back to doing what we love and watching the teams we love. Um, and, you know, just, again, just stay positive. That's That's definitely the best thing that I recommend for everyone to do. And, and um, definitely pay attention to what you're doing. Be very careful out there, whether you believe in it or not, like, you know, just be very careful. And I I think this will blow over and we'll be back to normal soon.
1: Don't go to Home Depot and just cough out loud without covering your face. Don't do that.
0: You know, (laughs) like, I, I don't know who would do something like that, but don't do that. Even if you're just messing with people with sanitizer in their hands, you know, it's not funny guys. Don't don't be
1: doing stuff like that. Yeah, don't don't pull a Rudy Gobert. Oh, so man. um we want to take a minute to reflect with the season ending um for our local CIF uh students here in Sacramento and the surrounding area, we just want to congratulate the following schools uh, for their CIF performances, starting with the with the girls, um St. Francis, uh Ponderosa. Christian Brothers, Bradshaw Christian, El Camino, um, and Chico High Schools for their performances in our CIF playoffs this past year. And also for the boys, Jesuit, Bella Vista, St. Francis, uh, Encina Prep, and uh, also Natomas, um, who was crowned the Division Four champion this year. So congratulations to those uh, boys and girls for your efforts. Um you know, and for for the display that you guys put on this year, it's really awesome that you guys were able to accomplish that. We hope you enjoyed it. And next year, uh, we hope to get out to some of those matches to uh, to see you guys do your work and, and really perform. So congratulations.
2: So, guys, I don't know if you guys um, saw it, but uh, um, our legendary player, Rodrigo Lopez, Roru. He actually posted a really nice tweet. Um, He he posted it also on on his Instagram as well, but just so I can read it here. So he said, um, Sacramento, if you know of any elderly people or people with an autoimmune disease or anyone with other underlying issues and they need help getting supplies, please let me know. I'm more than willing to help go run errands to get them their needed supplies. So I told him, you know, and I think I, I replied to his post on Instagram. But you know, he's a legend in and out of the field. I mean, to to come out and you know say like, hey, you know, if anyone needs any help, I'm there. is It's just great, you know, and to be able to see one of our players do that is just phenomenal. And it's and it's something you know that I wanted to point out. Um, and you know, I also wanted to say, you know, that you know, I'm actually from Odesto, as, as you all know. Uh, John is from the Roseville area and then Danny is from Reno area. So if you guys know anybody, if you're an elderly as well, or if you have an autoimmune disease as well, please reach out to us if you live in our area and you know we're more than glad to go out there and buy anything that you need. So you know please let we're us not know. You guys know where to find us.
1: We're not trying to steal Rose Thunder, but we do generally we we do Genuinely want to help and support our community as well. Uh, that was kind of the reason for this podcast to begin with. So whatever we can do to support, not just Roro, the Soccer Public, but our community, um, we're here to help. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, on behalf of our podcast, on behalf of Los Unicos, on behalf of the TBB, La Banda del Puente, uh, you know, I'm kind of a representation of of, of everybody and everybody that I, I hang out with on a regular basis. So I definitely want to uh, give a hand to my community. Even if you're not a, a, Sac, a Sac Republic fan, uh, if you happen to listen to this podcast, I know a lot of people from my personal Facebook page, whenever I post it, I'm sure some of you guys will give it a listen. Don't feel free to reach out, you know, uh, rivalries, anything like that does not really exist in, in this time of need. I am definitely willing to help. And again, on behalf of everybody I just mentioned. I will definitely be willing to give a helping hand to anybody that who that needs
1: it for sure. Hey Danny, I just got a note from a guy named Ulysses. Are you able to help him?
0: Um, probably skip on him. I you know, he he's young enough to to do his own errands. <laughs> <laughs> um, also guys, you know, we, uh we can be located on most platforms on social media, so we would really appreciate you guys going on our on on our pages and giving us a like or you know giving us a follow uh if you have a twitter we're at sactown fc uh instagram same sac at fc uh we have a couple of facebook pages uh sactown fc podcast and our facebook group uh sac republic fans uh that's anybody that wants to talk about uh anything related sacramento anything related uh football uh you know i posted a akusasud thing when we smashed on Chivas not too long ago. Um, we have a group of over 120 fans and it's growing. So definitely get on there, give us a like. Uh, also, we are working on a couple, a couple uh, developing things on YouTube, but also if you could give us uh, a follow on Sacktown FC on YouTube, uh, help us reach a hundred follows. So then we can start doing live uh, YouTube feeds as well.
1: Yeah, and don't don't be shy on Twitter. We uh, we drop a lot of things, content, um, retweets, likes. We are fully engaged in Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So don't be shy. Um, jump on, get on with us, and we're definitely all about engaging with everybody. So um, please take take the time to to subscribe, like, join, follow, whatever it takes, whatever it is. Um, make it happen, and we'll we'll be more more than happy to to make your day.
2: Yeah. And if you guys have questions to ask us, you know, you guys heard Daniel's question um, that we answered earlier and you guys have heard other questions we've answered. Um, You know, feel free to let us know on any of our platforms. If you guys have ideas for the show, maybe there's a segment we should have on the show that we don't currently have. Like, please let us know. We'll, we'll take any suggestions um, as well as if you guys have any feedback on our show. Like we're always trying to improve and, You know, everyone's always striving to to be better each day. So, hey, please let us know in uh, what what ways we can improve the show as well.
1: One of the things that we want to do also, if you have a recommendation for a student athlete or coach that you uh, think deserves or needs to be recognized, please shoot us uh, some information. We'd love to get in touch with them to uh, either a) get them on the podcast or do Q&A with them um, through StreamYard or even on YouTube. I think that would be a cool way to get the community involved in w- as well. Yeah, that would be a great idea. So thank you guys for listening to us on uh, all major podcast platforms, taking the time to engage with us on social media. We set out to provide content, not just USL content in the Republic. Uh, we will continue to do so uh, for all of you in order to provide you your weekly dose of information and possibly soccer content. And just maybe... Keep your eye out for a possible Drunk History soccer edition from us. Cheers, everybody, and have a good rest of the day.
0: All right. See you, everyone. Have a good week. Good night. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening.